0: So 21 years ago, I was an ad geek with no real ad skills. And there was one person that I admired more than anyone else in the industry, and his name was Tracy Wong. And he owned this agency named Wong Duty. They were winning all the awards. And, uh, you know, he was a superstar creative. He was famous, he was ad famous, I guess you'd say. <laughs> uh, and I managed to get in to see him with an embarrassingly mediocre book. At the time, I was at University of Washington, and not quite yet prepared for what it meant to get a job but I managed to get in to see him so I showed it to him and he was fair, he was direct but he was encouraging and he said you know I probably could get a job with this book but I probably couldn't get a great job I could get a job and then work my way up to that good job eventually perhaps or I could go to portfolio school, go to art center and perhaps land that great job so that's what i did i should also mention that in this conversation with him with this horrible book in hand i for some reason said to him that i was going to work my first job at long duty now remember (laughs) now remember i do not have a great book and he is the person that you know i want to work for more than anyone else i thought that was for some reason a great thing to say at that time. I still don't know why I thought that was appropriate. So I came back to see him a few years later and I was in my last term of Art Center and I showed him my book so it's the moment right and thankfully he told me it was great. He said it was the best student book he'd ever seen and there I got my first job. So this goes to show you two things. One, that anything is possible because that happened and really the greatest gift you can give someone is to give them encouragement and also to see maybe that something in them that may not be exactly on the page at that time but be able to give them hope so that's what Tracy did for me. I'm Pam Fujimoto, Executive Creative Director of Wong Duty LA. Celebrating
1: the work, lives, and achievements of women in Western North America, The Drum presents Exceptional Women Out West hosted by the
0: Drum North America editor-at-large, Doug Zanger.
1: Let's do three questions. What is there no substitute for?
0: There is no substitute for knowing your shit. I think, you know, you really can't fake your way through knowing your client's business, knowing what their competitive is doing, knowing their consumer, and just really geeking out on everything you can learn about what they sell, about who they are, about where they came from. This is the thing that earns you that right to be listened to, right? Because mm-hmm. you're trying to sell them on a creative idea, and that creative idea is based on nothing if it's not based on what you know and what you can you know, use to inform that creative idea from what you know about their company, really. So when I dive in deep on something, I, I love to nerd out about it, watch documentaries about it, learn everything I can about it. And I I feel like some of the best creative comes from knowing those kind of minute details in something and I, I just dive in deep.
1: Is there a time that you remember that your geeking out was like next level and it was super helpful for you?
0: I always try and dive in and learn more than I probably need to. I think the first thing you need to do is go and spend time with the people that make the product, spend time with the product. When we worked on Coffee Bean, we visited their roasting facility, you know, a few days of that. and and we spoke to the guy who's a master roaster who had been coming in at like four thirty in the morning for twenty years oh, wow. um, roasting those beans. And we spent time with him. We spent time with their sort of like mad scientist tea master that would come up with the blends and talked us through sort of where he got his inspiration and kind of brought us into his mad scientist lab of where he concocted these different blends and all of that it helps just simmer in your, in your subconscious almost. And it starts to inform where you might go with things. But I mean, we geeked out hard there. We learned everything that we possibly could about tea making, about coffee, making about coffee, roasting about the different flavor profiles, about how to taste coffee and the different ways that they do this thing called cupping, which is how you, Mm -hmm. how you like sample the the coffee. Right. Right, right. So
1: um, you're from Seattle. I mean, I'm from Seattle. We we, we do that in our sleep. I I already knew that. We do do that that. in our sleep. Uh,
0: But, But but yeah, uh, all that's part of it to me. You know, it's a full sensory experience for sure. Why do we overcomplicate our work? I think we overcomplicate our work when we waste time complaining when we could be doing I think it happens a little too often in advertising too. I, I'm certainly guilty of that are we too, all and are. I, are we I all. have been. But I like to be aware of it, and I just think that it's it's just a waste of time and energy. There's a lot of things that we can't control that we maybe spend a little bit too much time obsessing over. Mm-hmm. And if we just cut through that bullshit and start doing and solving the problem rather than complaining about it, I think we could just make things a lot simpler and more pleasant for ourselves
1: how do you help people here who you can tell like like, oh they're going over their skis right now how how do you how do you peel them back
0: I'm pretty direct with people oh I know (laughs) So I, that's a compliment by the way, and so I, I just basically tell them that, uh, I don't know. I don't like try and wrap it in any sort of nice, uh, um, pleasantries. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty direct with people. You can ask people that.
1: Well, that would, I would assume that that directness probably helps them because again, to your point, it doesn't waste time.
0: Yeah. And they're used to that for me. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm direct, but I'm fair. Right. Right.
1: Right. When are you at your best?
0: I think I'm at my best when I'm a little over my head.
1: Interesting.
0: Because being challenged is how I stay interested, and it's just much more invigorating to me and much less boring to me, I guess, when I am always kind of trying to get better, be better, learn something along the way. I mean, I'm all about continuous improvement, Mm -hmm. so I guess that's part of it. When you're a little over your head, you're always going to, be learning something in that process, you're going to get better at the end of it. I feel like I'm always learning from people below and above me, whether it be our interns that we have here, mm-hmm. you know every term which are a huge part of our culture or from the people that have been doing this for so much longer than me. you know I think there's always people to be learning from and in every process that I'm in, if I haven't done it before, that's probably a, a good thing for me you know right.
1: I walked into an agency. And one of the interns, I I was just kind of asking a question and, and this intern said, oh, I'm just the intern. And I thought, well, that, no, you're the intern. Be proud of that.
0: Oh, our interns are so valuable here. Our interns bring something that nobody else can. You know, I mean, they're the ones that they're the target most of the time for right, a lot of the right. things we're working you on. You millennials know? and your They're teaching and your hair. me things every day. If there wasn't interns, I wouldn't have had somebody teach me how to use Snapchat for the first time. I know, right? <laughs> and so it's literally happening every day that I not only. This this intern thing is selfish for us, really. They're getting a lot out of it, but we're getting more than they are out of it. Mm-hmm. And we make our interns work on all of the projects like they're regular full-time employees and they aren't the coffee getters, you know? Right. I mean, they're they're art directors, they're copywriters, they're designers, they're, you know, experienced designers, whatever their actual role is, they they do it fully.
1: Let's get to the must list. What is a must-do?
0: So must-do for me is to travel for an extended period of time or to live different places or both. I think it's important to get yourself out of your element and not just on a weekend trip to Palm Springs, yeah. but to right. go deep and go far. I think the travel part is one way to do it. A couple times my husband and I have taken several months off and we've traveled just you know, on a shoestring budget through deep parts of Asia and it's a completely different thing than doing like a little, you know, weekend jaunt and I think it's invigorating and it gets you out of your element and you're not beholden to timelines and there's no agenda, you know, and I think that's great. The other thing in terms of living different places, I think that I mean, part of the reason why we moved from Seattle to LA for this opportunity was because it was a a move a physical move too because i think that changing jobs is one thing but changing environments creates a whole new perspective that can make you better at your job and so just changing a job environment i think only gets you so far i think it's mm-hmm. i think it's nice to mix things up a little bit and put yourself someplace new Where else have you lived? In New York. So we've lived okay. in Seattle. Well we lived in LA originally like that's during school for arts center but Um, Yeah, Seattle, New York, and L.A. Is
1: there any plans to go elsewhere?
0: There aren't, but I wouldn't be opposed to it.
1: (laughs) That was the answer I was looking for. (laughs) What's a must experience?
0: You know, I have a couple things for that one for me, I think. One of them, I know it's been around for a little while, but Sleep No More in Mm -hmm. New York. I just think that is such a fantastic way that they were able to um, just make that theater experience immersive and interactive. I think it's... A fantastic experience that everybody should do, you know, and I, I, I feel like a lot of people have probably done it already now right. and I did it, you know, what, like six years ago or something so like that So before it, like when yeah. it was really brand new, it's still a thing. Oh yeah. 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 But I, I don't know. It's just, uh, you asked me that question and, and that's really, if it was like out of like, if it's just like one experience, that's definitely one. And then the other one, I think if I were to list something else is just crossing the street in Hanoi.
1: Interesting.
0: I think that there's something also very immersive about that experience. You just have to dive in and walk at a steady pace and all of the bicycles and motorbikes and cars and animals will just like flow around you and you have to sort of trust in the flow of what happens with that traffic because there's no sidewalks, there's no time to cross. You just have to just go for it. And I don't know, maybe that's like a, no, that's, a life lesson no, too. You right. just dive in and move at a steady pace. That's
1: awesome. That's really unique. wouldn't even have thought of that. That's, that's a, amazing.
0: That's definitely a, a must experience though.
1: What's a must learn?
0: A must learn for me is, is just how to pack light.
1: Teach me now.
0: <laughs> it takes way more work to pack light than to not pack light, right? Yeah, exactly. We, and for me, I just hate carrying around extra stuff. And I think that if I can go carry on everywhere I go, I feel like I'm free so I'm also small so I can't carry a lot so maybe it's just my physical ability to carry <laughs> heavy objects but yeah no I, I have it down to an art we need to spend a lot more time together if you want me to really tell you how to pack light I need to, I need to come over and Next get trip. your stuff yep. Next and we're gonna work on it together trip.
1: I'll show you how I usually pack and then you'll laugh at yeah, me and then you'll to show me I spend you... way
0: too much time planning my packing that's
1: fantastic you mentioned here also basic design and basic design principles.
0: Yeah, so you know I went to art center. I I have a lot of design background now, but I do think that. I go back to the basic design principles just with everything. I think they're a good lesson to learn for everyone. I mean, there's things like contrast, you know, mm-hmm. and contrast in life is contrast in a design layout is good. Contrast in life is good. You want to be able to have a, a balance of things, right? Right. Hierarchy as a basic design principle, That's that really just gets down to sort of priorities and, and knowing what to focus on. I think there's so many things that are basic to design that you can just absolutely translate Translate them to life, but
1: that makes sense. Me. Makes perfect sense. What's a must-read?
0: I have two things. One of them is really nerdy. Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's the book, and I and anybody that works here knows that I recommend this to them all the time because this issue comes up. It's a book called "Making Ideas Happen" by Scott Belsky, mm-hmm. you know, who uh, is Behance and 99U yep. and and whatnot, and he's written a lot of other books too. But I just think that one is so great for strategies for a creative to actually get stuff done I think that a lot of us creatives we have a lot of ideas and we want to do a lot of things and mm-hmm. we don't do most of them and right. it's not because we can't and it's because we don't know the sort of discipline and skills and strategies to be able to do it and of course I'd like to do a lot more also, but I think I'm a lot better because of books like that and various other sort of things that I've learned along the way. And I I just always recommend that book to anybody that is having a problem trying to fit it all in or or knowing how to tackle their list.
1: What's the other book?
0: And the other book is not like that book at all. So by Haruki Murakami, The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle. Do you know it? I know of it. It's probably his most famous book, but I've read all of his books. And it's a bizarre trip. I mean, the reason I like it is for the exact opposite reason, I guess, that I like that Making Ideas Happen book. That book is entirely practical in terms of life work strategies and his book is like a David Lynch film, you know, made in a book where the whole thing, it's like you're questioning everything that happens. He just has such an amazing imagination and, mm-hmm. and paints a really visual story with words and he has such bizarre references. I can't even describe it to you. I'm sorry. I'm not even doing No,
1: but job. I think it underscores <laughs> an important point that stuff like this is so mind expansive. It's
0: contrast, like I just said. Those, mm-hmm. those yeah. are the two One the two side sides. of the spectrum. The other. Side of the spectrum. Things that I enjoy.
1: What's a question you've never been asked that you'd love someone to ask you, and what would the answer be?
0: What do I envy? Because right now, you know, I was talking about our interns, and I feel like now I meet folks that are like 22, 23 years old, and they have so much more confidence and knowledge about the world, and they're so much more well rounded. And sophisticated, really, Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, than I was at that age. And I'm like, why? Why is that just a trend that's happening now? Or just are people learning more earlier? Was I just really, really slow at being able to get to that level? Because I feel like. I was just like a baby bird compared to them at their age, at like 22, 23. They know so much more about design. They know so much more about what's going on in the world. They have so much more savviness about technology and about just what the sort of latest Mm -hmm. is that's happening. And I mean, I guess that's part of the nature of just there being so much more information out there. And it being so much easier to be a sponge with all that. But... I envy that. I wish that I could go back and have that level of knowledge and confidence, too. That's the other thing. I feel like there's a lot more sort of self-confidence in folks at that age now than I had.
1: Wouldn't you agree, though, that people like you and contemporaries really paved the way because you were the ones who are really building that knowledge and building that experience that they could really learn from?
0: I would like to think that I'm, yeah, helping put that out in the world that right. they can they can draw from. I think that it g- helps give me perspective and how to coach them too. The fact that I have the other side, uh, you know, I was basically the other side of that coin, where it's like I understand sort of both sides of mm-hmm. the struggle that somebody might have at that age. But right. I don't know. I guess so.
1: I just Not let sure. that, you know, we just, we'll let that marinate, and people can I'll think get back to you yeah, on that. Fair point. Here's where I compliment you. I've long been a fan of the agency. I will just go ahead and say that. Been long a fan of the work. There is one particular piece that I found out that you were part of Sky High Airlines for Alaska Airlines, my favorite (laughs) creative ever. Also part of that work was the I-5 slog. You didn't work on that, but Sky High Airlines, literally when I tell people, they say, what's something really funny and creative? I'm like, boom, that one, watch. (laughs) Which it, is
0: hilarious because, yeah, people that just isn't. I don't get that brought up very often nowadays. That's yeah. from a while ago, I know, but I know. appreciate it. I'm it, so glad to hear that you do too.
1: But that's not just what I'm going to compliment you on because what I've what I've learned about you is uh, the direct thing I knew, which which is awesome. But the thing is, is I love how you have this context with your work and with your life. And how your kids inform that, and how you're very public and very honest about that, because I feel very much the same way. I've got two kids myself. Yeah, and it makes me a you know, better person. And we always talk about, you know, balance, work-life balance. It's like mm, I get that, but but being able to incorporate life and work in a productive way, you you really are it's amazing to me how well you are able to really bridge those two things.
0: Yes and no. I mean, it's, sure. uh, it's hard. I, I always tell well, no, people it's that easy. it's hard, of right? It and, um, you know, I have, so I have twins, I yes. have seven year old identical twins that just completely changed their life. It's shocking when you have trepidation about having children in the first place and you're like, okay, we're going to have kids. And then you find out that, you're pregnant with twins. Like that's that's a big oh, shock well. that I ever had in my life. <laughs> right, but it's great. I mean, I could never have predicted it, and I don't think that when you are, you know, when you're a young working creative or a young working person in advertising in general, and you were spending all your hours at the agency, you just think like, how am I ever going to possibly fit kids on top of this? And I don't think it's about fitting kids in on top of this. I think you rework how you do your job and you have different strategies for how to do it and it all manages to, in its kind of messy way, fit together and and work, but you can't add kids on top of it. That's the whole, that's the secret, right? right? And I love seeing new moms here and stuff start to adapt new strategies and figure it out. Because I think, I'm like, yeah, it's happening. like, you're doing it. I knew this was going to (laughs) happen. You're like way better at your job than you were like three months ago. (laughs) Um, But it's fun. I think it's all part of the thing. And everyone does it in different ways. But I think it's a lot of fun.
1: Every guest gets a chance to say whatever is on their mind for a couple minutes. Without further ado,
0: the floor is yours. For me, I feel like I'm not like one of those uniquely talented people, really. I'm not like a creative genius, right? There's very few of those people. I think those people are amazing. But I know how to make the most out of what I have, and I work really hard. And I also think that if I was amazingly talented, that I wouldn't have developed like the discipline and strategies and skill sets that I needed to to have any sort of longevity in this industry. So in a way, that it's been a good thing for me being able to actually know how to come in and do this job for the long term. Because, yeah, there are a few people that happen to be amazing geniuses. I'm not one of those, but I've always been creative, and, you know, I have some level of talent, but I would never claim to be some sort of creative guru of any kind, and I think that's only been a good thing for me in the long term, really, and hopefully in the future. So I also think that it gives me a better perspective on when I mentor other people, because I can relate, you know, when I mentor folks, I think I know how to be able to bring out the best in people because I can see like those qualities in folks and, and I can help them work on those and help them make the best out of what they have.
1: Much like the must list, I'd like to end the show with a little piece of advice or wisdom. So what is your last word?
0: It was actually about the kids thing that you asked me about. (laughs) That that was like, because I I do think that too many people think that having kids is going to be a deal breaker for them professionally. And I don't want to have anybody think that it's an easy thing, that it's just something that anyone can just kind of like slide into their work life. I just think it's how you approach it. And I think there's so many models of people out there that can do it and do it well every day. And so I think it's just people have to change the way that they approach their work and uh, and their life a little bit and I think it works different for everyone but it's totally possible.
1: Pam really appreciate the time thank you so much it's always a pleasure coming down to LA and a great pleasure coming to the agency as well.
0: Thank you Doug thanks for inviting me.